I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. That's right. This week is a very special episode because this is the first time Ezra and I are recording in person. Yeah, I know, after two years. Yeah, two years of recording this podcast and we've been on Zoom the entire time. I know, and in this episode, just in time for Halloween, we're talking about Goosebumps. The spooky book and then TV series and now film that was intended for kids and is meant to spook. I know, novel series for older kids. Yep, older kids that is. It'd be a little too scary for younger kids. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Yeah. So, real quick before we get into Goosebumps, Ezra, what are you planning to be for Halloween? I'm going to dress up as Cookie Monster. Oh, awesome. What about you? I was, do you know who David Byrne is? Who is he? He's a musician from the band The Talking Heads. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, The Talking Heads, the music group, who did the song one, like Once in a Lifetime and Wild Wildlife. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to be David Byrne, and he's really famous. He wears a really big suit, like it's way too big for him. So that's my costume. I see. Interesting, huh? Do you already have your Cookie Monster costume? Yes, yes, I do. Cool. Where'd you get it from? I got it earlier this year when I also wore it for the Jewish holiday Purim. Oh, that's right. Okay, so you're repurposing the costume. A lot of costumes I wore for Purim I also wear for Halloween. I think that's smart. Why not reuse? Yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about Goosebumps, but first we're going to do an actor feature on a hilarious actor named Jack Black. Yes. Jack Black, who's really famous for lots of things, such as School of Rock, King Kong, uh, Bernie, and the Kung Fu Panda franchise. And earlier this year, he was in he was Bowser in the Mario movie. Yeah, that's true. He was in a role just earlier this year. He's Other voices he did was in, like, Ice Age and Shark Tale. Oh, yeah. He played Zeke was his character, Yes, in right? the first Ice Age. Okay. And Lenny, one of the main characters in Shark Tale. Both hilarious movies. I know, and Kung Fu Panda's probably the most famous of something animated he did. Yeah, he was Poe, right? And he's gonna return in the fourth. Oh, so exciting. Kung Fu Panda is so funny. He was in the newer movies of Jumanji as well. Mm-hmm. And in the 2006 comedy Nacho Libre. Which was a huge comedy film. And if you haven't picked up listeners, Jack Black almost exclusively does comedy. He's been known to break from it every once in a while and do a dramatic role, but most mostly he's a comedian. I know, yeah. And I know in these Goosebumps, the, both of the Goosebumps movies, which came out in 2015 and 2018, he played R.L. Stein, who's the author of the Goosebumps series. That's correct. And what's R.L. Stein's characters in the film versions of Goosebumps? Like, what? how would you describe him? He's R.L. Stein, who's known for doing things. He's known for things that are, like, dark and spooky and scary and horror-related things he's known for. Yeah. How would you describe his character in the movie? Like, interesting and quirky and kind of weird. Yeah, and he's kind of... You know, he's really mean at first, don't you think? Yes, yes, and he also, Jack Black, I forgot to mention, also voiced Slappy the Dummy as well. Yeah, and so Jack Black has done a lot, and I will mention some other live-action movies he's famous for, including High Fidelity, School of Rock, which was a really funny movie. Have you seen School yes, of Rock? Yes, I've seen it, yeah. And the 2005 movie of King Kong, Nacho Libre. He was also in... 
the 2011 black comedy film Bernie. Yep, and he was in a very famous comedy movie, Tropic Thunder. Which came out in 2008. Yeah. He's done a lot of different stuff, and that's not all. Jack Black is also a really talented musician. I know, and I know, I think I did learn he was a kung fu master, like like when he did Kung Fu Panda. Really? He learned kung fu? Like, to star in, that, in the franchise. Oh, cool. So that's another skill to his list. But he's actually won a Grammy. His band Tenacious D won a Grammy for a metal song. That's so cool. Which is really funny because the metal genre of music is really intense. And he has a YouTube channel now called Jablinski Games. Yeah, which I haven't watched his channel before. Have you? I don't think so, but it's cool that he now has, is a, he's now also a YouTuber too. True. I think that everyone's happy that he's on YouTube. He's so entertaining. And I will mention, did you know, Ezra, that Jack Black is from here? He's from Santa Monica. I don't think I knew that though. Did you also know he's Jewish? Yeah, like you. I know, and he's he's a really funny guy, and he's really famous. He is. And he's, and he's really successful, even though he dropped out of college and he went to a special high school mm. because he struggled with traditional schooling. And that's because he has ADHD and OCD. I did not know that. His real name is Thomas Jacob Black, as is better known by as Jack Black. I think that has a great ring to it. So I can see why he changed his name. I know. Cool. Well, one other thing that's kind of fun about Jack Black is that his first ever acting role was when he was 13 years old. Interesting. I had no idea. Yeah, it was in a video game advertisement, and the video game was Pitfall, which I haven't heard of. Interesting. It was from Atari. It was a commercial from, I think, from 1982 and 1983. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Fast forward to 2006, he started his own production company, Electric Dynamite Productions. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't think they're very well known, but they have done some stuff. Yeah, this was all great stuff where we talked about Jack Black, and now I'm ready to go in our, to our feature presentation and talk about the Goosebumps media franchise. Great. Go for it. Yeah, so Goosebumps was originally a series of children's novella that are horror fiction, and that were first published in 1992. Yes. And what's the general structure of the Goosebumps books? They're like mystery series about like solving mysteries about monsters. Yeah. Yeah. And they usually center around a new set of kids that have either moved somewhere new or they go to their grandparents' house or they go away to school or something like that. They, yeah. they show up in a new place to discover something sinister. <laughs> Yes, it's kind of Scooby-Doo-esque. Yeah, but they were books, right? Yes, originally published in the 90s by Scholastic. That's right. Some of their classic titles from Goosebumps books were Say Cheese and Die, which is about a camera that predicts terrible injuries happening to people. Night of the Living Dummy, when a dummy comes to life. Yeah, probably the most famous of the monsters, Slappy. Yep, and then The Haunted Mask. Do you remember what that one was about? No, but it was like a kind of about a mask. Yeah, it was a mask that kind of possessed people. And I actually read that R.L. Stein came up for that one when his son had a Halloween mask that he couldn't get off his face. The original series, there were 62 books. Which is a ton of books, right? Published from 1982 until 1997. 
Yeah, and that's not a very long time to write 62 books. I actually read R.L. Stein wrote them so quickly, he finished some in six days. Interesting. Can yeah. you imagine writing a whole book in six days? I don't think days? I could, and that's unbelievable. Yeah. Then Goosebumps, there have been spinoffs, like Goosebumps Slappy World. Oh. And then there was Give Yourself Goosebumps, Goosebumps Series 2000, and Goosebumps Horrorland. Mm-hmm. And then there was Goosebumps Most Wanted and Goosebumps Slappy World. Yeah. You know what else I remember? Yep. I think I remember a Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventure book. Interesting. And like an interactive series. And I know Goosebumps is one of the like more advanced children's book series. And I know a lot of kids picture books for younger readers have later gotten spinoffs, classics, such as um, Curious George and things like that, books for younger readers, just mm-hmm. like how a lot of more advanced books like these have. Totally, yeah. And you're right. Goosebumps is definitely for older kids. It's got some pretty scary themes, but there's never any death or anything too violent. No, it's not like bloody, like it's for the mature audience. True. It's pretty tame. It's just meant to be engaging and spooky enough to encourage kids to read. I get it. Yes. I know there were Goosebumps individual books published in the 90s. What do you mean individual books? I think those were the first several books in the series that were individual. And I know each book has different main characters. Yeah. It's never the same kid twice. Who are solving mysteries. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite? I'm not sure. I like them all. They're all different. Mm-hmm. Creepy, but I enjoy them. Yeah. And I know there was a goose. There was also a Goosebumps uh, live action series, which was from the 90s that ran from 1995 until 1998. Oh, wow. It was based on the books in the series, and it's currently available on Netflix. And it was on the defunct kids programming block Box Kids, which ran from 1990 until like 2002 or 2004. Wow. Yeah. And it also aired in Canada and Australia. I know. Interesting. It was mostly in Canada. So I think that's part of the reason why it aired in Canada. Canadian American show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fast forward, we have a new in-person TV series that came out. Yes. It's, it premiered on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I think the most recent episode that came out was episode seven. And what's the general plot of this new series? <sighs> They're... A lot still like kids who are solving mysteries with a lot of like horror related elements and things about monsters. Yeah. And it seems like it's incorporating a lot of different Goosebumps books kind of in and on top of each other. But they are going through and adhering to some of the actual books. Yes. So they're still trying to be faithful. Definitely. Which is always great to see. And I know before talk about the films, though, I know there has been some Goosebumps video games like one that came out in like 2018 that coincided with the second movie and a Goosebumps game app that was for iOS and Android. Cool. And now let's talk about both of those films. So the first one. It came out in 2015, I remember. And it starred Jack, Jack Black. Yes. And it had some kids who lived in a neighborhood who were solving a mystery. And Jack Black had all the books with like the unpublished books. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, they accidentally unleash all the monsters in the neighborhood. Like a Yeti, the Invisible Boy, and a lot of things. And I know the main character was was Zach, who was Mr. Stein's neighbor. And Odia Rush played his daughter, Hannah, who was Zach's love interest. Right, right, right. 
And so they're kind of investigating what's going on in the house throughout the course of the film. Yes, I know. And Slappy the Dummy, I know, was also voiced by Jack Black. Avery Lee Jones, I know, did the puppeteer. And I know it was kind of funny throughout the film saying, who you calling dummy? (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) And I know Jack Black did voices of some of the Brett Green and some of the, it was the Invisible Boy. And I know there were a whole lot of like monsters that from unpublished books that went on the loose. Yeah, so basically these ideas for new horrors were locked up in these manuscripts that were that were not published yet. And when people open them, yeah, the monster or whatever, you know, curses in it escapes. Yeah, like whatever monsters or creatures or beasts are in it, they just escape and come to our world. Exactly. So not ideal, but it spurs the plot of the movie. I know, yeah. When the film was released... In October of 2015, it received mostly positive reviews from critics who praised the humor and the pacing and thought it was faithful to the books and was also a commercial success. That's great. Yes. And then three years later, there was a sequel about Halloween, which, you know, is coming up in just two days mm-hmm. called Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween, which was a standalone sequel and had a different story and different characters from the first film. And, you know, it was about time that they make uh, directly Halloween-related Goosebumps because we associate everything spooky with Halloween, so Goosebumps has always been a Halloween-y book series, but it was fun that they took the opportunity to directly put Halloween into Goosebumps. About the holiday itself. Exactly. I know, yeah. It was Goosebumps 2, Hot and Halloween was a Halloween movie, and an was a standalone sequel, meaning it had a different story and different characters from the first. Yep. And I know the main character was a teenage girl named Sarah. And I know, and it was also her, she had a younger brother named Sonny. And I remember she had kind of a conflict with her mom, which was part of this part of the plot. It has kind of a mother-daughter conflict kind of story. Interesting. And I know there was Sam, who was Sarah's best friend in the movie. And I know... Slappy the Dummy returned in the film, and a lot of the other monsters did, and some new monsters, and brings Halloween to life and turns everything spooky. Wow. And turn, like, decorations into real things. Ah, that is spooky, because some Halloween decorations are so scary. I know, and but I know this was all, they were all just visual effects. They weren't real. It's true. It's true. But I know J- Jack Black did again return as R.L. Stein, but he had a smaller role unlike the first he returned in what goosebumps 200 halloween oh gotcha right um yes i know it had different characters and a different story from the first and i know that unlike the first movie it received a mixed reaction from critics and was not as financially successful as its predecessor Mm, there you go sometimes that happens with sequels like the same like reactions as the first and some of them they're not as successful as at, at the box office as the first movie. It's true, especially when the main attraction actor, like Jack Black, has a smaller role. Yeah, I know. But it's cool that this one was about Halloween. I agree. I know. And I know that both of those films were made in collaboration with Sony Pictures Animation. Interesting. Yeah. Both. And I know that the Goosebumps series, like shows there have been, are a little bit like Nickelodeon's Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, yeah, I agree. That's another spooky kids-oriented show. I know R.L. Stein did write other books and did do 
other things, like Eureka's Castle, which was a which was a children's uh, preschool puppet show, which was something he did made for the younger audience that wasn't as scary because it was made for little kids. Right, right. And in, in 2001, he did When Good Ghouls Go Bad. He also did a show called The Nightmare Room and a 4D show used to be at two of the SeaWorld parks called Haunted Lighthouse. He did a show called Eye Candy in, from MTV in 2015. In the same year as the first Goosebumps movie was called Monsterville Cabinet of Souls based on the 2012 novel Monsterville. Gotcha. And then on Disney Plus two years ago, there was a series called Just Beyond, which was based on the Just Beyond series that he wrote. Gotcha. That one's scary too. I guess it is. It's like a supernatural science fantasy horror show. So R.L. Stein has an established scary repertoire, supernatural stuff, paranormal activity, clever, creative ways to get frightened. He did Mostly Ghostly, which was a series of books. And I know I did mention he did a series in the 90s, which was a preschool series that wasn't really scary like the other stuff he did called Eureka's Castle because it was made for little kids. Gotcha. So it was a little more tame. Yes, it didn't have like super intensely scary stuff. Right. Okay. Ezra, is there any last things you'd like to say about Goosebumps? They're really unique and interesting and pretty fun mystery themes in a Scooby-Doo kind of way. Totally. And I loved Scooby-Doo just like I loved the Goosebumps books. So I agree. They were highly entertaining. Yes, and fun how you read stories and you solve mysteries. Totally. It's a great way to engage a kid and keep them reading. Ezra, have you ever read a Goosebumps book to one of your classrooms that you read to? I don't think so because they're pretty long and more advanced. Gotcha. More of a chapter book. So I read mostly books to younger kids that are like easy, simple, not very long or difficult ones. Cool. All right, well, shall we move into trivia? Yes, yes. We have to answer last episode's trivia question about Paw Patrol. What animated film of this past year, 2022, referenced the Paw Patrol? And the answer is... DC League of Super Pets which was the animated DC movie from Warner Brothers. And I know in one scene there was the villain, Lulu the hairless um, guinea pig, who she says, Ugh, what is this, Paw Patrol? Wow, kind of a joke dissing Paw Patrol almost. I know, yeah. That's really funny. That was Kate McKinnon's character. Of course, she's so funny. I know. Cool. So this week we've got a question about Goosebumps. Arl Stein said in one interview, in a few interviews, that he was inspired by a really popular series of comic books that were known for being spooky and a little comedic. What was the title of that comic book series? Think you know the answer? Let us know and we'll, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye! <laughs>